Good morning, Southwoods. I want to tell you about my good old friend named John. John loved to fish. Almost every day, when he got off work at 4 p.m., he'd put a little sign on his desk, and the sign read, Gone Fishing. And he was, almost every day. I mean, he'd fish the ponds and lakes around Tulsa almost uh, every evening from quitting time until 9 or 10 at night. Then he'd go to bed, get up the next day, do it all over again. I mean, his ritual was work, fish, sleep. Work, fish, sleep. Work, fish, sleep. And for the year and a half that I knew John, that was his primary schedule. I mean, he just loved to fish. Well, today I've got my own sign, and like John, I love to fish, and today I'm not at Southwoods, is I've gone fishing. Don't come looking for me at Hillsdale Lake, because you won't find me, but you might find me in North Africa, and I'm not there hoping to catch aquatic wildlife with fins and gills. That's not the goal. I'm in North Africa because I'm hoping to contribute to some people being caught by God. I'm spiritually fishing, if you will. Now, maybe some of you uh, didn't know it, but every follower of Jesus for 2,000 years has been being called by him to fish for people. Jesus' message to his followers then and now is the same. Mark chapter 1, verse 17, he says, Come, follow me. I will teach you, show you how to fish for people. In these words and others like them in Scripture, Jesus is not calling all of us to go to far-flung parts of the globe to fish. But in verses like this, he is calling all of us to fish for people where we are. And so for the next few minutes, I want to draw your attention to a few spiritual fishing tips that show up in Scripture. Spiritual fishing tips that if you and I take seriously can help us to fulfill the words of Jesus and His calling on our lives. If you have your Bible, open it with me this morning to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. Uh, if you don't have a Bible of your own on the shelf in front of you, in the chairs, there should be a Bible there. You can grab one of them, open it up, and find Colossians 4. It's in the New Testament. You don't have a Bible there in front of you, feel free to, if you've got a, a cell phone that you've downloaded the Bible on, click on, uh, click on your Bible app, Colossians chapter 4. We're going to start with verse 2, and this is what the Bible says in these verses. Fishing tips, spiritual fishing tips. Colossians 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and thankful heart, the Bible says. And pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That's why I'm here in chains. Pray that I'll proclaim this message as clearly as I should and live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. In this short passage of Scripture, the Bible gives us several spiritual fishing tips that I want to draw your attention to. If we put these into practice in our lives, they will help us to be successful at fishing for the souls of men and women. And my hope is that you'll listen real close. Maybe you'll take a few notes because you were called and made by God for this. 
first spiritual fishing tip that shows up in this passage is just a call to pray for fish. Verse 2 has a, it says this, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Now I want to ask you, who do you know who needs Jesus? Who do you know who needs the presence and power of God in some area of their life more than they have it right now? The Bible is saying, if you know somebody in either of those categories, it's saying devote yourself to prayer for that person. More than that, the passage is conveying the idea that you and I need to thank God that he already has a plan to reach them, to bless their lives, to draw them toward himself. And it appeals to us, the passage says, to actively engage our minds and our prayers in seeking God for what that plan might be so that the people we know who need Jesus and the people we know who need more of his power in, his, in their lives can be reached by him. We need to seek God for his plan in our prayers. Pray for fish. Pray for God's plan for them to be caught. Set aside the time. Make prayer for people a habit. Scripture is just saying, devote yourself. Devote yourself to this. It's the first spiritual fishing tip. And it's significant that it begins not with something that you and I physically do to build a relationship or something. The beginning point is devote yourself to prayer for the fish. Second fishing tip that shows up in the passage in Colossians 4 is pray for your fishing partners. If you look at verse 3 and 4, it says, pray for us too. This is the Apostle Paul who's speaking here. He says, pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That's why I'm here in chains. He says, pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Now, here's what I want you to think about. The great apostle Paul here is appealing to people for prayer. If he needed prayer, you and I and every ministry partner that we're connected to, every person who's a follower of Jesus that we know who's in this fishing endeavor with us, we all need prayer. I want to draw your attention this morning to uh, something inside of your bulletin. If uh, you open it up, there's a card like this. And, and the card contains the ministries, in some cases, names of people, organizations, ministries that we're partnering with. These are ministry partners of the Southwoods Christian Church. And by default, all of us, um, we're connected to them. I want to encourage you, take this card Put it in some place prominent in your home to make prayer for these ministry partners of ours a daily, routine, devoted part of your prayer life. You know, there are a lot of needs, a lot of priorities in all of our lives. But if we want to be successful fishermen, we want to reach people for Jesus, we need to not just make prayer for the fish a priority, we need to make prayer for our ministry partners a priority. Make devoting yourself to that kind of prayer a priority. This card can help you do that. Take that home with you, put it someplace prominent, and make it a part of your prayer life. I want to encourage you to do that. Third fishing tip that shows up in the text is that we're called to live wisely among the fish. I mean, if you look at verse 5, it just paints a picture this way. It says, live wisely 
among those who are not believers. It's just saying that when you and I build relationships with people who need our Savior, people who need more of His power in their lives, we need to be wise about that. Just be smart. Don't do dumb things. The passage is trying to convey the idea that fish are watching. I don't know if you've ever been fishing very much, but uh, I've been fly fishing a few times in streams, and, and you can literally, as you're fishing, you can see the fish, but here's the thing. They can see you. The fish are watching. Our fish are watching. And they're watching for careless words. They're watching for selfish motives. They're watching for insincere religion. On the other hand, they're watching to see if there's love present, if there's sincerity, if there's a genuineness of heart in you and me. God's trying to convey to us in this passage that if you and I are living corrupt, spiritually insincere lives, we'll scare the fish away. But on the other hand, if we're living genuine, faithful, Christ-centered lives, it's attractive to the fish. I think that's why the passage goes on and says in verse 5, to live wisely among those who are not believers. And it says, make the most of every opportunity. Sort of the fourth spiritual fishing tip is just maximize every opportunity. And the Bible tells us how to do that in verse 6. Listen carefully, follow along carefully. It says, let your conversation, your words, let your conversation be gracious and attractive, to be winsome so that you will have the right response for everyone. You know, another way you could say what this verse says is that every chance you get, share a grace-filled and winsome verbal witness testimony to the people you're in relationship with. If they need Jesus, you need to be looking for opportunities. And when you get an opportunity to speak a word on behalf of Christ in some way, maximize it. Don't be timid. Be bold. Be filled with faith. Trust that God can speak through you in spite of whether or not you believe that he can. He can and he will. You and I open our hearts and endeavor to maximize every opportunity. Every true follower of Jesus can do this. And let me just give you a couple suggestions on how to do this. During the routine circumstances of your life, as you're in relationship with people, you and I need to be looking for opportunities to share with them two things. First thing we need to be, be ready to share all the time is the difference that God has made in my life. If you'll just take that sentence, the difference God has made in my life is, and finish it. In conversations, when there's a spiritual opportunity for you to talk about, about how your life is different than maybe some of how the world lives, if you take advantage of that sentence, the difference God has made in my life is... It'll go a long way to, to drawing and attracting fish. Not just toward you, but toward the one who has changed your life in meaningful ways, Jesus Christ. During the routine circumstances of your life, there's another opportunity that you and I can take and we need to seize with people. And that is, as we're in conversations, we need to keep our eyes open for how Jesus would respond to this particular situation that we find ourselves in. Sometimes it comes to our minds, it just never makes it to our mouths. Scripture is saying here, fishing tip, don't just think it, say it. Think something, 
say something. Think something, say something when it comes to this matter of expressing faith. How would Jesus respond to this situation? And, and, you're not, and the way I suggest to do it is don't just preach about what he would say, but look for those opportunities to tell a quick story from the life of Jesus or a story about the teachings of Jesus. And here's what I'd say. If you will tell a story about the life of Jesus or if you'll, tell, if you, if you'll quote one of his teachings or something of that sort, um, there are people who that will catch their attention. And here's why. Because so many people in our culture do not know their Bibles. They don't know the teachings of Jesus. So many of them don't know the stories of Jesus. They used to know the stories 20, 30 years ago, people did. But in our day, so many do not know it that when you tell these stories, you will be like a Bible college professor in the eyes of the person that you're sharing with. And I say that not to puff any of us up. I say it to hopefully fill you with a little confidence that the fact that you know some of the stories of Jesus, the fact that you know some of the teachings of Jesus puts you in a league that's so different in the culture in which we live. So learn to tell those stories and those teachings. And here's the key, grace-filled, winsome, and concise ways. If you'll do that, it'll make a huge difference. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You hear some of you say, yeah, I know I should do that. But some of you think to yourself, won't that scare some of the fish away? If I, if I start talking about Jesus, if I start telling stories of the Bible in conversations at work or in, uh, at lunch or in the neighborhood or at a ball game or something, I mean, isn't that going to scare fish away? And here's what I, my response to that is. Maybe. But more important and more likely... Because you and I will have actually put some live bait in the water. Some fish are going to be attracted and they will bite. No bait, no bites. We've got to put some bait in the water. We've got to let our conversation be grace-filled and winsome we got to talk about the things of God. Friends, when we do that, do what each of us has been called to do, fish for people like that, the fish will start biting. They were made for that. So I want to ask you, when was the last time you went fishing for people? I mean, when was the last time you shared a verbal witness, that you shared a story of Jesus, that you shared some teaching, something of his in a conversation at work or in the margins of a ball game or in your neighborhood in a conversation, not to preach at people, but because it sort of fit, it came to your mind and you just did it. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you gave somebody a Christian book because of some need in their life and you heard it and you know of a good book and the thought occurred to you, you should give them this book. And when was the last time you followed through on that leading, that prompting? When was the last time you introduced someone who needs Jesus to another believer you know who has something in common with them, where you extended the, the relational network, the relational net from you to others? When was the last time you invited someone to church or a Bible study group? so that they could take some next steps in their spiritual uh, journey and their pilgrimage.
For 2,000 years, Jesus has been saying to all of his followers, I want you to hear this, this is not about spiritual gifts, this is about calling that all of us have. For 2,000 years, Jesus has been saying to all his followers, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. It's the family business. It's what you and I have been called and made to do. And every one of us, with his help, can do this and succeed at this. And let me just say, because I know some of us are timid, let me just say that if you and I will try, if we'll take what we've been talking about here and put it into practice in our day-to-day lives, if you'll try, once you get your first bite and you catch your first fish, you are going to fall in love with fishing. You're going to fall in love with the fish. You're going to fall in love with the fisher of men and women. You're going to fall in love with fishing. Who knows? Maybe someday your primary schedule on a day-to-day basis will become work, fish, sleep. Work, fish, sleep. Work, fish, sleep. Not because you have to, not because you feel guilt about it, but because you love the fish and you love the fisher of men and women. And you've come to love fishing. So we wrap up this morning and close in prayer. Just want to pray for all, I want to ask you to pray for all of us who are fishing in North Africa. Pray for uh, me and Mark as we're traveling, but pray for our partners here, our ministry partners there. Pray for the ministry partners on the list that, uh, that I mentioned just a little bit ago. Hope that maybe when I'm all done here that you'll, you'll pray as a congregation just about that before you leave. But pray for those of us who are fishing in North Africa. And here's my promise to you. We will be praying for you that each of you becomes a champion fisherman, a champion fisher of men and women for Jesus' sake. As I close, I just want to say this too. Maybe this morning you've been listening and the truth of the matter is you're a fish. And you've been swimming around trying to avoid God and the truth is this morning you're realizing that there's a God in heaven who loves you and cares for you. And his words to you this morning are come. Trust me, follow me. Then I'll make you fishers of men and women. Today would be a great day for you to humble yourself before a holy and righteous but loving God and give your heart, your life, your soul to him. He gave his all for you. It's what the cross was all about. Today, give your heart, your all to him. Just cry out to him, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you. Forgive me, cleanse me, make me yours. And he'll not only cleanse and forgive you, Once he's done that, he's going to commission you to make a difference in the world in which we live. Let's bow our heads. I'm going to pray for all of us.
And then as soon as I'm done, someone else come back and lead everybody in kind of a closing prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person listening today. I thank you, Father, for their faith, their courage, their calling. Because their calling, Father, is the same calling that you gave to the Apostle Peter and the Apostle John and every, every follower of yours that has come along throughout the centuries. And you've called us to to come to you and to follow you and you would make us fishers of men and women. Would you fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, to such an extent that we we fulfill your calling for our lives? Father, for the fish in our world, whether they're North Africa, whether they're in the Middle East, whether they're in North America or South America or somewhere else, oh God, people everywhere who need to know you. Help us to be courageous and bold. Help our conversations to be filled with grace and winsome, filled with you. So Lord, as we leave this place today, may we leave and on our way go fishing everywhere we go. For Christ's kingdom's sake. This is our prayer. We lift it today in the name of Jesus. Amen.